What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Welcome to episode 13, guys, of Housewives Relatable. I hope everyone is doing well. If you are in Ontario, which I know most of my listeners are, and a little bit in the United States, I will say happy March break. Can you believe we are in mid-March already? Ah, so I'm going to do a little bit of fun activities with my kids and travel a little bit out of province. So I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone is having a fun time. And now I'm going to dive into our episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. But before I do that, I have two messy boots questions that I need to ask right away. The reason for the messy boot questions at the beginning of the podcast is because I always forget to ask them. I always forget to ask my listeners about something that has been on my on my mind for quite some time. And uh, it basically has to do with um Teresa and Melissa season five at the reunion you know when Teresa was wearing the Christmas pageant dress I don't know who has that information I don't know who can tell us um what Teresa meant but maybe Kim D maybe Kim Kim D can answer that question for me but Um, I've been trying to find that information online and been pretty unsuccessful. So basically, um, during an argument with Melissa and Teresa at the reunion, Teresa was explaining how Melissa got to meet Joe. And she said, oh, Melissa didn't want anything to do with my brother. She was dating my brother's best friend. I want to know who the best friend is. that it has anything to do with the current episode or season but I would like to know is it the pool guy can somebody answer and let me know is it the pool the pool guy because I know that Teresa dated the pool guy too at some point when they were young and I don't know I just thought that it would be funny to know and that could explain some of the competitiveness that we've seen over the years between the ladies maybe it started with a boyfriend so if you have that information and want and want to be messy with me don't hesitate send me a little message on Instagram at relatable underscore Stella (laughs) and we can be messy together but um, I have messy question number two and again, it has to do with the Gorgas. And uh, I have to say, guys, I'm, I just feel a little messy today. It doesn't really mean anything. I'm not looking to trash the Gorgas on my show. In fact, uh, I'm also going to take that opportunity to say that I have absolutely nothing against the Gorgas. Um, I listened to some of my previous recordings before, and sometimes the sound is not optimal. And uh, it may sound like I'm saying Melissa is boring, which is not what I was actually saying. I I was saying that she's not boring and uh, she's good for the show. You know, and Joe is basically, Joe Gorga, he's basically TV gold. So I would really hate it for those two to not be part of the the show anymore. Like I actually want to keep them on the show. So, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm a Teresa fan. I still want Joe and Melissa on the show with Teresa together. Okay. And I'll explain why a little bit later, but just to go back to my messy question, 
you know joe gorga does some com comedy skit like at some point i don't know if he's still doing that right now but in the last season and the season before he was kind of just like dipping his toes into comedy um so apparently joe was on stage i can't remember in what city but he was touring and he was on stage and uh, at the end of his comedy show he was allowing the people to ask him questions so he had a little bit of a q a so this is something that i've read online guys i'm not saying that it's true you can't believe everything that you see online and that's the reason why i'm asking if you do have a clip or a video of joe while he's on stage during that q a i would love to see it because i've searched everywhere online and i couldn't find anything from what that person was saying so apparently during the q a joe answered a question and said that <clears throat> the excuse me the rumor about him and dolores was true so if you don't know what i'm alluding to um a couple seasons ago i think it was last season margaret kind of brought up to the group that joe and dolores may have been um intimate well she didn't say that she just said that dolores knew what joe's package looked like right margaret was being a little messy and um obviously you know we listened and got curious and i'm just wondering like is it true because i think there's like a significant age difference between the two uh i know that joe Gorga likes to you know say that he uh, became a man at the age age of nine but i believe there's about nine years difference between joe and dolores i'm not quite sure do not quote me on that but i would like to know if this is true if joe gorga has actually said that during one of his q a's and if anyone has that clip please let me know hit me up at relatable underscore stella on ig so now i'm gonna stop being messy and we can dive into the episode and unpack so it starts with Danielle and her husband and her kids. She's doing a little bit of a rehearsal for her daughter's birthday. Her kids are so cute. Um, I, I don't think they're twins though, but th those little, the boy and the girl, they look, they look like each other a lot. Like they almost could pass for twins, but I don't think that they are. Anyways, it was super cute. And Danielle, I think she has the right personality for the show. I'm starting to see a bit more of her personality. So, so far, I like what I'm seeing. And her husband, he seems very great, subdued, supportive of her. He, he, he seems like he's getting a kick out of his wife's personality. I wonder where he's from. Because, you know, they never really talk about uh, the husband's um, ethnicity sometimes, right? Like, obviously, he's American. But I'm wondering... He could be Portuguese. I'm not sure, but just with the last name Cabral, I don't know. I've known some Cabrals that were Portuguese, and I've read he's from Fall Rivers, um, Massachusetts, initially, and I think there's a pretty significant Portuguese po population over there. So anyways, if anyone knows, let me know. And then uh, after that, they talk a little bit about, you know, Rachel and her family, and so far she seems to have a great family as well. It was great to see her mom, her dad, her grandma, who's hilarious, her brother, and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, for, I'm all for it. I want to see a little bit more of them, right? So then the show moves on to Melissa and 
Antonia um, during Antonia's driving lessons with her mom, a little bit of a bonding experience. You know, those two, they really seem to have like a tight, like a close dynamic, like Melissa and, and Antonia, they seem to be very close and I love their relationship on TV and Antonia is just so cute and so beautiful. I think that it's kind of weird to see them grow up on TV. You remember them like as the viewers, right? I'm sure for the parents it's different, but as the view, the viewers, you're just like, oh, that, you know, it used to be that little girl who used to do this and have bowls in her hair. And now she's like a woman basically and driving and it, it, it's amazing. But anyways, um, <clears throat> without going into everything that Melissa was talking about with Antonia, there's one thing that I do want to say is that I'm really proud of Melissa for saying what she said to her daughter. And that needs to be said, honestly. Um, of course, some people are going to say, oh, she's just doing it because the cameras are there. She's doing it for the show. She doesn't really feel like that. It could be all true. It could be all wrong. At the end of the day, we do not know what is really going on in those people's head. For me, it's not that deep. It's all about entertainment. And like I said, just because I'm a big fan of Teresa does not mean that I cannot be also a fan of what Melissa does on this show once in a while, right? And in that instance, I'm going to give her props because, you know, she basically, in my opinion, liberated her daughter of this huge weight on her shoulder. She basically kind of gave her a blessing and said, hey, we're feuding, we're adults, and we're not really showing you the right example right now. But uh, no matter what happens between daddy and his sister or me and uh, your aunt, I just want you to know I would never want for you to hold a grudge against her, no matter what, right? And do you speak about that with your cousins? And how, how, how has this affected your relationship? And I thought that Antonia's response was amazing. Like, we don't really talk about you guys. You know, we, we keep that separate. At the same time, they don't really see that much of each other. They Snapchat, it's mostly on social media. I'm not sure if they actually see each other, right? So you know that there is some sort of, um, that there's some sort of rift. Not necessarily that there's a problem between the kids, but because of the problems between the, the problem between the parents, it has definitely affected the kids. So I was really proud of Melissa for saying that to her daughter because you know it's all around it's not just in jersey and that's the reason why i think jersey has such a strong fan base it's because it's relatable everybody pretty much everyone has problems with their family it doesn't matter if it's a sibling it doesn't matter if it's a cousin but you know it's a relatable issue so you know sometimes you tend to see that parents when they're arguing they don't always shelter their children and they start bad-mouthing the other party. And they don't always make the conscious decision of telling the kids, you know what, you should hear that. Just go in a different room or go downstairs, go upstairs. They just talk, they just, you know, talk freely in front of their children. And I think what they forget as well is that a lot of the times those kids, when they're young, they actually like the other party you know it, it's not that deep for them like they like who likes them back who's nice to them who plays with them who cares for them so it's um it's very very weird to have your parents say negative negative things about people that 
you have a good experience with and then having to sit down with them at dinner and not feel some some sort of way or uncomfortable the next time you see them right so i i i have to applaud melissa for that uh, i think it takes a very big person to you know to say this is this has nothing to do with you and if you feel basically that you want to have a relationship with your aunt like we're not going to hold it against you because because we're fighting right so anyways um when you see um teresa and her daughters teresa shopping for a wedding dress and um or i'm sorry she's shopping for a wedding veil because she says she has a dress already so basically teresa's talking to her kids they do a few jokes and then um teresa said oh how was the the party did you did you get to speak to zia melissa to which the kids responded well gia says yeah but it was mostly high and by and then melania um says you know we haven't seen them for a year so what do you expect right it's gonna be awkward Teresa says that she feels sad about it about the whole situation in the rift but you know I have to say big fan of Teresa not sure how sad she is about the the, the situation when she says that to Gia and Melania and the only reason for that is because when you observe the nonverbal or just their interaction with Melissa when Ter Teresa greets Melissa um, at the party it's basically where's Melissa I think she's the only one missing she finally arrives and then she gives her a kiss and then there's no further interaction with her there's no how are you how's my brother how's Joey how are the kids nothing it's just like hi and then Teresa moves on to speaking to the rest of the group and Melissa just hops around talking to different circles so to me it doesn't really seem like they're trying to like too hard to interact with each other even um in this episode when they go to jen fessler and we're gonna unpack that a little bit later but even during that episode teresa arrives melissa's already there melissa looks somewhat uncomfortable um that Teresa might sit next to her and Teresa's like, no, I'll sit in the sun. And, but you know, there's no hi, there's no hugs, there's no kisses, there's nothing. You can, um, feel the tension with a, like you could break it right with an ax, <laughs> not with a knife. Like you could break it with an ax. So anyways, like the air is really thick between the sister-in-law. So I'm not really sure when Teresa says, you know, I think this is sad. If normally when you feel like a situation is sad, you tend to want to fix it a little bit more. I don't know if Teresa's tired at that point of trying. I'm sure she has her reasons. What we see on the show and outside of the show, I can talk about what's going on outside of the show unless they bring it up to us, right? That's just not something that I'm going to do. So anyways, um, Melania and, and uh, Gia are talking to their mom and basically saying yeah you know it was more of a high and by i don't know if um i don't know if i'm correct in my assessment but i thought that that was a little bit odd for gia to say that it was almost like it's almost like she wanted to appease her mom by telling her yeah yeah we talked but you know 
I made it quick because I didn't feel comfortable. But sometimes I really wonder how uncomfortable Gia is really around her aunt Melissa because um, it's, it's almost like she has to pick her side and obviously she's going to pick the side of her mom. But if it was really up to her, she could get along and make nice with her aunt and she would have a relationship with her family. That's the, the, the feeling that I get because Gia says, like she reveals something that is quite interesting. Uh, the producer asked Gia, um, when was the last time that you felt like a united family? And Gia responds, and obviously guys, I don't know how much editing goes into all of this just talking about what they showed on our TV screens. And basically Gia says, well, it was right before Louie. That was interesting. If someone has a clip, cause sometimes there's clips that circulates on Bravo after the episode has aired with like the full thing and what she said. If someone has that clip, I would be interested in seeing it. And if, you know, if it's actually accurate and truthful to what she said, because for, for Gia to say it was right before Louis, I thought that that was an interesting statement. And I'm not trying to award her any intentions or trying to put words in her mouth. But, you know, it's like a gut feeling that you have, right? It's like when you ask somebody something and they respond um, spontaneously. She didn't say right away, oh, Oh yeah, I know when it was. It was last summer. She said it was right before Louie. So I'm just saying you have to pay attention to things like this. It's interesting to me that Gia didn't say, oh yeah, it was last summer. She said it was right before Louie. And then she admitted that they had a lot of fun uh, at Melissa and Joe Shore house that they had a great time that they would see each other the entire summer And I thought that that was interesting because that's not always what we hear We don't always hear that they have fun or that they film off-camera um, You know the way we're led to believe that the Gorgas spent absolutely no time with Teresa so to have Gia confirm um, that they did spend a lot of time together a few summers ago, um, before Teresa got into a relationship, um, with Louis. I thought that was interesting. So, and another thing is, um, you know, I'm just, I just want to bring that up because I do listen to Melissa Gorga's podcast on display. And, uh, today it was a little bit of, um, an interesting episode because she was talking with Teddy and Tamara. And then after that, it transitioned to two T's and a pod. So if you wanted to listen to the rest of the podcast, you actually had to go on Teddy uh, Mellencamp and Tamara uh, Judge's podcast, right? So anyways, um, Melissa, it, it got a little heated. And I think Melissa at this point is getting annoyed uh, with everything that has been about her in the press, with the leaked text messages and all that stuff. But anyways, something that... Um, I thought was really interesting is that they ask her if she is worried about her future on the show as a housewife uh, to which Melissa responded that yeah she kind of is you know that it, there is a possibility that because of um, her relationship or the dynamic dynamic with the Teresa at this point um, that it might affect her future on the show 
So um, she kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, production might sit them, sit, sit them down and say, um, okay, so what are we doing next? Are we going to film and not talk to each other in the room? Or you guys basically cannot film together ever again. So I'm just going to say this. Although I'm a big fan of Teresa, always will be, great for the show, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. And that could also be, like, Teresa, in my opinion, needs to be careful with this. She needs to be careful with the whole, um, I can't, I don't want to film with them ever again. Because the main reason why we're watching New Jersey, although Teresa started the show, Melissa and Joe were not in the show, it was always about family. So we need to continue to see the dynamic between the families. And so far, Joe and Teresa and Melissa, for the past 11, 11 years, they have given us great TV. You know, explosions, fightings, and all that stuff, right? So I don't think it would be fair for Teresa to say, I don't like, I don't like Melissa and I, I'm not happy with my brother, therefore they cannot no longer film. That's not how it works, you know? Like, well, I mean, that's not how it works when you're working. When you go to work, there's people that you like, there's people that you don't like. And you can't just basically say, in order for me to continue working here, like this person has to be gone. I don't think that that's fair. So, um, although Teresa brings us great TV, I think it would be a mistake um, for her to advocate for her brother or her sister-in-law to be off the show because that could also be her own demise. That could also bring her to not be as interesting eventually, right? If she's not fighting or arguing with her brother. So I, I would just be careful when it comes to that. And um, another thing that I wanted to say when it comes to the future of Melissa and Joe on the show has to do with uh, Melissa's sit down with Jennifer Aiden. When Jennifer started to talk to her and said, listen, Margaret uh, may not be the person that you think she is. Uh, apparently, you know, I sat down with her friend, Laura, and Laura says that Margaret encourages you to leave Joe. By the way, I don't know if this is true or not, but my gut feeling tells me that there's more to the story. And I tend to believe that, um, Margaret is not who she says she is like, or that Margaret is not maybe, um, as much as a true blue friend to Melissa that, uh, she portrays herself to be on the show. I think, and I've said that before I've alluded to that. I think Margaret is good TV, but I think, you know, she tends to play chess while everybody else is playing checkers. And, um, except for Jennifer and Teresa because they got Mar Margaret's number a long time ago. So they're playing chess with her as well. But um, I think that another way for Melissa to secure her position uh, beyond next season would be to have um, Melissa and Margaret have a fallout. I think that that's needed. Um, I'm not sure why Melissa is not going as hard for Margaret. And I think she should, unless Margaret has something on Melissa, right? But um, it, I think <laughs> Melissa needs to figure out a way to come from under Margaret's skirt and have an argument with her because Margaret has too many allies on the show. And eventually, if you just have allies, 
I don't think you're going to secure a position on Housewife. That's exactly what's happening um, with Jackie Goldschneider. I think Jackie now is um, probably understanding that as well, right? And if you look at her behavior this season, she's not as, um, you know, she's not as much like in Margaret's ass. Like she's basically kind of like standing more on her own and even joking with Jennifer, taking things a little bit more, you know, lightly, where she's like, oh, she called me a snob. That's fine. That's not a terrible thing. I'm actually a snob a little bit sometimes. Or, oh, Jennifer. I'm, like, you see that she's trying to have, like, relationships outside of Margaret. But she got to understand this a little bit too late. Because I don't think Jackie's going to come back next season. I don't think, unless something major happens. And, you know, that's the reason why I think that um, Margaret seems to have a problem with Danielle. Like, I don't know that for a fact yet, but if you look at their interaction, um, Margaret is worried. She can't figure out who Danielle Cabral is. She's extra. She, she doesn't seem like she can be molded. She has like you know a brain of her own and then margaret's like okay so i lost one of my soldiers which was jackie and now they replaced her with this woman who does not seem to be you know really for me so margaret is nervous now because jennifer's not for her Teresa's not for her uh danielle is probably not for her so you know she she has jen fessler fessler and she has uh, probably rachel fruda is gonna side with margaret and um she has melissa so if melissa is paying attention i would say next season try to fight with margaret and then maybe maybe you can stay on the show for a little bit longer and uh yeah so when it comes to that there's um also the um, i'm i'm wondering if joe joe gorga <laughs> I'm wondering if he is, um, if he has regrets, you know, if he has some sort of remorse when it comes to pushing Teresa to divorce Joe Judice. The reason why I'm saying this is because Joe was very instrumental in pushing Teresa, right? Like Joe was still in ice and Joe was telling Teresa, okay, you need to let him go, let him go to Italy, you're spending too much money, and the, the chances of him making it back home are pretty meek, or bleak, I'm sorry, and then, you know, finally, you know, Joe gets deported, and, um, well, not finally, I'm just saying, like, he finally agrees to wait in Italy um, to receive the outcome of the, his uh, deportation case, and then while he's in Italy, Joe Gorga is making a big deal and telling Teresa, you need to divorce him. Like, you need to start the process. There's no reason for you to wait. There's no reason for you to do that. Um, there might be a chance that he may be resentful. So why wait? Like, you should just get divorced. And you could tell that at that point, Teresa was a little bit conflicted. And then to Dolores co-sign what joe was saying she was like yeah like i feel like he's gonna get resentful so you should do that like you should ask for a divorce right so Teresa starts the whole divorce process and then she meets louis but then Teresa, she's very private so she didn't really want to talk about 
who she was dating, who she was seeing. And the person who spilled the bean first was Joe Gorga. He went golfing with the man and he started saying, my sister, you know, she's in love. This guy, he's like one of us, he's like one of us men, you know, like she's in love with him and he's completely different. I've met him a few times. He's a great guy, you know, even at the reunion, like the first time that we saw Louis at season, uh, I think it was season, was it season 11? Yeah, season 11. At the reunion when he brings the pineapple drink um, backstage with the man, Joe Gorga says to him, like, you know, he gives him a handshake and he's like, my future brother-in-law, right? So you could tell that <laughs> Joe Gorga was basically giving his stamp of approval when it comes to Louis endorsing the relationship, right? But Teresa still wanted to be private when it came to Louis. She was like, you know, I feel like I want to get to know him more. Like, I want him more for me. I'm not ready to talk about it yet. But because Joe outed uh, Teresa's relationship to the group, to the men, Joe Benigno told Margaret, and then Margaret told the rest of the group, right? So Teresa was upset about that. And I wonder <clears throat> if a part of Joe is thinking in his mind, I should have been more careful. I should have, like, not say anything about Louis. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like he spoke too quickly, thinking that, Okay, you know, in, 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 the, in the words of Joe Gorga himself, he referred to Joe Judice as a bad seed. And then he referred to Louis um, as a new seed germinating <laughs> and causing problems. So I wonder if Joe Gorga has some sort of remorse now where he's thinking, I should have waited like before talking about this guy because I feel like Maybe if I didn't bring it up to the man and to the group, Teresa would still be dating this guy kind of like in private. And then as we're learning more about him, then I can give my opinion about Louis. But it's like Joe came out right away and said, he's great. I love him. He's my future brother-in-law. Louis does one season on the show where we see him the last season and then boom, they, there's no more relationships between him and his sister. So I wonder if Joe has some remorse for being so pushy towards his sister to get a divorce from Joe Judice, Joe Judice and to quickly embrace Louis, right? Again, I have absolutely nothing against Louis. I don't know him. Um, I know there's a lot of allegations out there when it comes to the, to the guy, but you know, you, you don't want to necessarily judge people on their worst day. And I'm not even saying that all of it is true, right? You can't believe everything that you read online. Uh, I have not necessarily delved into uh, the particularities of the case. And I've listened to some of the women like this Vanessa Riser. I think she went on one podcast at some point and she was talking and she was not even allowed to say Louis's name. And she says she does, she, she doesn't want, she referred to Louis as the individual, but she could never say his name. So I thought that that was a little odd that she would do a podcast 
about her ex that she cannot mention but she's gonna talk about people that are narcissists like i was just like what's the point right what's the point of even going <laughs> and talking about this if you can't talk about the guy himself like we don't know who you are vanessa riser so you know i just thought it was kind of weird and maybe a little clout chasing that's my personal opinion not saying that nothing happened i'm not saying that there's not no truths to it but it's not relevant like you're not helping out anyone if you're not really willing to talk about it so to me it was kind of like a waste of time of an episode so anyways um so going back to joe gorga joe i wonder are you remorseful do you wish that you would have done things differently because you know what they say right they say the devil you know and i'm not calling joe judice a devil or louis but they say the devil you know is the devil you love maybe joe gorga thought that he would love louis more than he loved joe right and now maybe he's realizing that you know joe was some sort of like somewhat family you know grew up with him i know what to expect from the guy i think joe gorga cannot figure out louis he can't and um maybe he's afraid of it maybe he's afraid that for the first time um his relationship with his sister although tumultuous um tumultuous over the years um they might never come back from that right it seems like it's a wrap between the siblings so maybe Joe's nervous about that. Maybe he has some remorse. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows, right? But anyways, I thought that that was interesting um, for me to ask my viewer, uh, my listeners that. So anyways, when it comes to the last part of the episode, I have to say, I'm not going to cover the whole argument between Jennifer Aiden and um, Margaret but i will say that i'm happy to see someone stand up to margaret margaret is nervous this season i've said it multiple times she does not let it go every single argument starts with margaret margaret is nervous there's something about the fact that jen speaking to her former friend of 41 years like it triggers something in her and to me like usually margaret is not very nervous like she's usually very um you know calculated and just calm and cool uh, she seems to be most of the times in control of things but for the first time this season margaret seems quite nervous and that leads me to believe that this laura uh former friend m m might be telling the truth on margaret when it comes to like certain things right because if you really pay attention in that episode, Margaret is the one that starts with Jennifer. Je Jennifer, she comes in late, she sits down, you know, she's having a good time. And then Margaret lays into her right away. Oh, yeah, you know, like the bragging and explaining. Like you could tell that she is trying to pick an argument with her. And then eventually she brings up to Jennifer what Melissa had told her about the whole encouraging Melissa to leave Joe, which I believe that she really did say that. Um, to Melissa I believe that behind closed doors Margaret may not be as supportive or of uh, Joe and Melissa's marriage and if one thing Melissa 
you don't have to be friends with Jennifer. You don't have to like her. But if one thing, if you're going to listen to one piece of advice that she has, um, it would be that one. Watch out for Margaret. She may not be the friend that you think she is to you. And deep down inside, I think that Joe Gorga knows that. Um, it's unfortunate because I actually like Joe Benigno. I think he, like, I like his personality on the show and I like the relationship with the man. But I don't think that Margaret is rooting for Melissa like that. I don't. I think um, Jennifer was right a few seasons ago when Margaret said, oh, you know, my husband's a plumber. You think I don't know that Joe Gorga doesn't pay people? I think that that comment is real. I think that she really did say that. And I think that deep down inside, Melissa has an inkling that she did. But for some reason, she's not going against Margaret. So I don't know. I don't know if Margaret has something on Melissa or Melissa doesn't want, you know, that smoke and that's why she tends to just brush things like brush things off but i think that that was a mistake on jackie's part even because jackie was just like margaret would never say that if jackie would have confronted margaret and kind of tried to dig into that a little bit deeper and i'm talking about the rumor with evan i think that jackie would still have a spot on that show like seriously and that's why I'm saying Melissa has to try to do the same thing too. She has to, to take um, a little bit of what the other cast members are telling her about Margaret and start confronting her um, just for her to be able to stay on the show. So anyways, uh, they have a fried chicken and shrimp party. The ladies are fighting. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, they're going back and forth, like basically Margaret and Jennifer um <laughs> i think margaret is not ready for jennifer's mouth um i didn't really understand why jen um fessler was screaming and telling them you guys are embarrassing me i have neighbors and all of that it's like listen they don't need to have any more gatherings at Jen Fessler's house because it was a little bit over overly dramatic, her reaction. Like, I, I, I'm not quite sure what's going on with her, even at the mozzarella party, the way she was eating the cheese. I, 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 I'm not a fan of that. I've seen memes of it, and it, it looked pretty disgusting. That's not how, like, that's not how I eat, and that doesn't look appetizing to me. <laughs> And then the whole like, oh my gosh, getting up and like, oh, shut up. Like I have neighbors, you're embarrassing me. It's too much. You know, you're just a friend of, you know, we know your friend is Margaret, but you're just a friend of like relax, right? And where have you been for the past 13 years? So I'm just saying if Jen Fessler's goal is to actually coexist within this group, like she has to calm down a little bit because she's doing a little too much in my opinion and who invites i know she's friends with margaret but jennifer didn't do anything to her like jennifer probably has better things to do than to leave her five kids and go and eat like chicken and shrimp at someone's house so the fact that jennifer came in and then you're throwing her out of your home like you're literally kicking her out of your home i thought that was so rude and classless if i was jennifer i would never go back there I would say I, I don't mind filming with her, but I'm not going to her house because like, who does that? 
basically Margaret started and Margaret said like some nasty things about Jennifer before Jennifer even arrived like everything that she said about Jennifer's marriage and all of that stuff um, you see Jen Fessler cringing when Marge says that but she doesn't say Mar Margaret you don't have to say that come on like you know you know that that comment about you know Bill basically what Jackie had said last year like you know what about not sticking it in somebody else there was no point for Margaret to say that again. And she knows that Jennifer took offense to that, uh, like great offense to that last year. And then she decided to repeat it again on camera. So that should just show you that she really doesn't care about um, Jennifer's feelings about revealing the affair and that her apology was basically meaningless, right? But anyways, I find that... Um, Jen Fessler could have said something to her or even Melissa at that point said, you know what, Marge, you don't have to say that. That's kind of like, uh, it's a little gross, right? Don't say that. But they don't. But instead, they're gonna kick Jennifer out of the party. J Jennifer didn't call um, Margaret a drug addict. And that's like a big accusation just because Mar um, Jennifer smokes pot. It's like, why, why do you have to say this? You know, like Margaret is low down and dirty and needs to be careful with her words so i don't know i can't wait to see what next episode will bring that's all i have for you guys thank you so much for listening i love you all and ciao